Rob versus John Ryder. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fud Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Follow me on Parlor at FightJunkie. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon. Basically, anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel. Oh wait, hold up. Scratch that. YouTube deleted my channel. Um, let me think. Okay, I got it. You can also subscribe to the Rumble channel. Rumble.com slash Fight Junkie. Want live stream? Twitch.tv slash Real Fight Junkie. So a lot of you won't know this because I was having major, major, major issues uploading the Danny Jacobs versus John Ryder pre-fight podcast. It did go up on Anchor. I did post it on social. So like I always say, check, double check, triple check, everything I'm telling you, you can find it. It is out there. I wasn't able to get it up on Rumble, so most people probably didn't hear it, but Going into that fight, we like Danny Jacobs. We thought the line was very close. It was uh, Jacobs by decision was what we thought would happen. We thought if Ryder was able to do it, he would probably have to outwork Jacobs and also win a decision. The over at the time, I think, was somewhere right around minus 280 or 300. So that wasn't crazy, but... We thought if Jacobs had anything left, he would be good enough to get past Ryder. Um, prior to that fight, we had talked about Ryder stepped up in competition almost every single time he had lost. So if Jacobs still had enough in the gas tank, he should be able to get by Ryder. The controversial decision went to Ryder. I don't think Jacobs has a lot left in the tank, if I'm being honest with you. But I do think he won the fight against John Ryder. Now the question is, was it an outright robbery? Well, if you're listening to this on Rumble, I'm going to post screenshots of the actual scorecard so you can look over them as we discuss this. If you're listening to this on Anchor or Spotify or Apple or wherever and you want to see the scorecards, you can check it out. My social media at FightJunkie.com on Twitter or you can go over to Rumble and check it out over there. But basically, the scorecards were all over the place. And for me, the difficulty I have in this fight is that although you're going to say it was a close fight, right? Split decision for Ryder, 115-113 twice for him, and 115-113 for Danny Jacobs. The issue is, I watched this fight from start to finish. It's very, very, very extremely difficult for me to find seven rounds to give to John Ryder. There were no knockdowns, no 10-8s, no point deductions. A 7-5 to five fight for John Ryder is so far of a stretch that you're approaching the R word here because the first six rounds were almost very, very abundantly clear. 
Danny Jacob rounds. And that's where you find some shenanigans with these scorecards. For example, Mike Fitzgerald, a judge in this rider, Jacob's fight, somehow, someway, found a way to give John Ryder three out of the first six rounds. Now, if you watched this fight live, there is no way in hell John Ryder won three out of the first six rounds. Right there is a huge red flag because those were, in my opinion and most people's opinions, very, very clear-cut Danny Jacobs rounds. Why? It wasn't because Jacobs was lighting the place on fire. It was because John Ryder didn't do jack shit for the first half of the fight. Most people scoring the fight round by round live had Jacobs up 6-0 or 5-1 after six rounds. Somehow, someway, Mike Fitzgerald was able to find three out of those six rounds to give to John Ryder. You have other rounds in there, including like a round in the 12th round that was a clear Danny Jacobs round that Gene Robert Lane somehow was able to find and give to John Ryder. Now listen to this. His score is 15-13. If he scores the 12th round correctly and gives that round to Danny Jacobs, who won that round, that's a draw on his scorecard. And now we have a split draw. A 15-13 Jacobs, a 14-14, and a 15-13 from Fitzgerald, who was out of his mind anyway because the dude had given Ryder three out of the first six rounds. You also have some rounds in there where it could be debatable that the judges should have never even gave it to Ryder in the first place. And somehow, some way, we end up with a 15-13 twice for Ryder. So, I mean, if you go line by line, round by round, and you look at these judges' scorecards and you actually watch the fight, yeah, I mean, there are some, there are some shenanigans 100%. Now, I didn't even mention the UK going into the pre-fight podcast, which nobody heard. The location generally is a big, big play, right? It's important. You need to cap it in. The issue here was if Danny Jacobs had anything left, that really shouldn't have been a close fight. Even if you think Danny Jacobs won the fight, the sad part is it was still a close fight. So even if you can make the case for Danny Jacobs to win the fight legitimately, and you feel like some of these rounds were really off, and they shouldn't have went to Ryder, the fact of the matter is, Danny Jacobs was running on fumes, man. He did not look good. Even in the first half of the fight, which again, unbiased observers all gave to Danny Jacobs, almost a clean sweep through the first six rounds. It was meh. It was nothing to write home about. The Danny Jacobs of old is just now an old Danny Jacobs. And the fact of the matter is, no matter who won this fight, if you watch the entire 12 rounds... You're not going to be impressed with either guy. And I will say this. A lot of times I think the commentary in the overseas fights is really biased. 
I think the fans are extremely biased. But a lot of people on social media that are John Ryder fans did come out to their credit and say, as much as I love John Ryder, as much as I'm happy for him to get this win, I don't think he legitimately won the fight. And to be fair, I think most people will score this fight four rounds to John Ryder total in the entire fight. And I think that's fair. I really think four rounds is fair. If you want to pull an extra round for Ryder and go five rounds, I'm okay with that. Personally, me, myself, and I, four total rounds to John Ryder, no more. If you go five, we could debate that fifth round, but I won't smack you in the face for saying Ryder won five. Seven, this this is very difficult for me to comprehend and accept as a legitimate scorecard for John Ryder. And two of these blind mice were somehow, someway able to score seven rounds for John Ryder. I just didn't see it. I watched it live. I saw every second of every round. Like I said, I'm hardcore here. You guys know this if you listen to the podcast. And on the weekends with the UFC, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, however many damn hours I have to sit there and watch. I watch. I don't get up and take a shower. I don't go to the fridge in between. I am sitting there watching the fight from start to finish. That's what I do. I watch this entire fight every second, every minute, every round. John Ryder did not win this fight. And he certainly didn't win it seven to five. So, where do they go from here? Well, obviously, this is a gigantic setback for Danny Jacobs. I mean, you're expected to be a guy like John Ryder, even at this stage of the game, even in the UK. The line was close, but Jacobs was still favored. I think a lot of people thought that Jacobs was running on fumes and the location would favor John Ryder. And guess what? They were right. I mean, the truth is the truth is the truth. Ryder technically was the value side here because of the location. And maybe going into this fight, you get a Danny Jacobs that doesn't have enough to get by a John Ryder. And in my opinion, that's really sad because where does Danny Jacobs go from here? We'll talk about Ryder in a second, but where does Danny Jacobs go from here? You can't be a John Ryder. Now, in my opinion, he legitimately beat him, but the fight was too lackluster and it was too close. So even if Danny Jacobs would have got the legitimate win, I would have came on here behind the mic and said the same thing. My Lord, we eked out a win against John freaking Ryder and no disrespect to Ryder, but he just is not on the level of what Danny Jacobs used to be. So the fact that Jacobs has slipped this far and is now competing neck and neck against John Ryder. Even best case scenario, he ekes out a 15-13 against Ryder. Come on, man. I mean, where does he go from here? How does he compete with the top dogs in the division? Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacobs. Should I mean, should I even utter that out of my mouth? What about David Benavides? I'll pause in between these names and you tell me what comes to your mind. Annihilation, destruction, decapitation, right? I mean, it's it's a really tough spot for Jacobs right now. Caleb Plant, Billy Joe, who I think is probably retired. I don't know if he's ever going to fight again, but 
I mean, Ryder was ranked, I believe, one below Jacobs, who was somewhere around fifth in the super middleweight. I mean, he couldn't even get by Ryder. David Lemieux would probably rip Danny Jacobs' head completely off, and a lot of people don't consider Lemieux to be the top, top, top tier of the division. You know, contender, a, a journeyman, a guy who can get, get really close there to the top but he has struggles with the you know the elite in the division i mean maybe jacobs could be anthony durrell but i doubt it i really do doubt it i mean i don't think much of either durrell's at this point but you've got to think anthony durrell's probably better than john Ryder. i mean what about rosado a rematch with rosado maybe i mean I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I don't see good things for Danny Jacobs. Personally, if he could secure a rematch with Ryder, even if it was in the UK, I'd jump all over that. It's another payday. And he has a legitimate shot of beating Ryder, in all honesty. Like, I think he personally done it in that fight. So I think he could do it in another fight. He just needs to, I mean, draw on every ounce of skill set and energy and cardio and everything that he has left probably to get by Ryder with maybe a little bit more of a cushion where they can't take it from him but even that's a bit of a stretch because I don't know how much more he could do he looked okay in the first half of the fight and he looked okay in certain spots down the stretch but it was nothing spectacular it just wasn't he just I mean even when Ryder came on and remember Ryder's not a big puncher I mean, it's like Jacobs had no answers for it. You know, the, the small amount of pressure that Ryder was putting on and Jacobs would just hold him. And then, like, he was getting hit with sloppy shots on the inside with this weird trying this Philly shell defense where he's getting smacked in the face with jabs. It was kind of strange. Like, it's kind of sad to watch, but he's definitely faded. He's definitely not going to be able to compete and certainly not beat any of the top guys in the division, bar none, that's not even, like, if you want to go and somehow secure a payday against one of those top guys, you can probably do it, maybe Caleb would, you know, like a nice easy fight after losing to Canelo or something, and, and Jacobs is still a name, but that's even going to be hard-pressed, because how do you sell that fight after losing to Ryder, other than, well, Jacobs actually won the fight, and that's pretty much all you can say, because you can't say, Wow, it was a tremendous performance from Danny Jacobs, and they outright robbed him, and it was so atrocious, and it was terrible. He knocked Ryder down 23 times. Typical UK fight, typical UK judges, typical UK, right? You can't even do that. So, I mean, that's a tough, tough sell for any of the guys in the top division to even want to fight Danny Jacobs for Jacobs to get another big payday if he gets the opportunity to rematch Ryder. 100% rematch him. I mean, go Rocky old school style, do whatever the hell you got to do to be able to get a win over Ryder because, I mean, that's your best hope. And maybe you secure a win over Ryder and you can say, hey, I beat him twice the first time they screwed me. Look, I beat him, I beat him twice and then try to get a big payday against one of the other guys in the division. I mean, as far as John Ryder goes, I don't think the outlook is that much better, if I'm being honest with you, because I don't think he actually won the fight. He needed help from the three blind mice, two of them, to be able to get a win over a severely faded and shop-worn Danny Jacobs. That is all you need to know about the level of John Ryder. John Ryder versus Canelo Alvarez. 
Oh, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but they were actually jibber John about that after the fight. Like, you've got to be out of your damn mind to think John Ryder could compete with Canelo and he would not last the distance with Canelo Alvarez. I am telling you right now, Canelo would eat him up, chew him up. He could play with him for 11 rounds and probably knock him out in the 12th round. I mean, that is just ludicrous. The only way that would even happen is if Canelo somehow was like, okay, we can get John Ryder a belt and, and Canelo's like, I, I can take the belt. I mean, if he's just, I mean, I, I can't even fathom. I mean, even that is just so ridiculous. People were bitching about Canelo moving up to 190 at Cruiserweight and fighting the competition to snatch up a belt. And like, oh, that's just belt snatching and this guy's no good. And then the guy freaking has a terrible mandatory fight that he barely squeaks by needs help from the three blind mice and now that fight looks like it may not come off and they're talking Canelo Alvarez and Charlo or maybe a triple G if he gets by Murata I mean it's it's just so how the hell could you throw John Ryder's name in there they would they would destroy Canelo in the in the press for fighting John Ryder and to be honest with you, I couldn't even make a case for that. Canelo gets a lot of hate because he's the top of the division. And it's not because it's just Canelo. It's because that's the way it works. When it was Mayweather, when it was Roy, when it was Hopkins, when it was De La Hoya, when it was Trinidad. Any, they all get a lot of hate. People don't like to see success. So Canelo gets a lot of hate because he's at the top of the division, commands huge purses, and it basically is destroying the division, multiple divisions. And so there's going to be a lot of hate there. But it, the hate for him to fight John Ryder would be off the charts. I mean, I could not even, I could not even make a case for Canelo fighting John Ryder because it's a foregone conclusion, and that's just the way it is. I mean, the odds would be so ridiculous we couldn't even do a podcast on it. Hell, the over/under would probably be so high for the under that we couldn't even bet that. Forget Canelo inside or Canelo straight. So, I mean, seriously, I can't even believe that. I have to spend a few minutes even talking about John Ryder versus Canelo Alvarez. That's just ridiculous. John Ryder, David Benavides. Again, the undefeated David Benavides, 25-0? You really think John Ryder is going to give Benavides a go? A lot of people think Benavides can give Canelo Alvarez trouble. Now, I have issues with Benavides myself, which I won't go into. I don't think it's necessarily as cut and dry as a lot of people think that David Benavides can automatically just give Canelo a lot of trouble and potentially beat him. But John Ryder? Come on. What about Plant? A lot of people were impressed with Caleb Plant and his fight against Canelo Alvarez and a lot of Looney Tunes had him neck and neck or beating Canelo at the time of the stoppage. Again, they're a little crazy in the head. But still, how could you not favor Plant to demolish Ryder? Even if he wasn't able to knock him out, he would box his damn socks off. Jacobs was able to do it with a basic jab. And we talked about in the pre-fight podcast, again, which nobody heard, that's basically all you need to beat John Ryder is a jab and a little bit of movement. His feet freeze up, and you saw that during the course of the fight against a very, very worn Danny Jacobs, who faded in spots and was still, in my opinion, able to do enough and win the fight. 
Billy Joe Saunders, way, way too slick. Forget about it. Forget about it. I mean, John Ryder probably wouldn't lay a glove on either Caleb Plant or Billy Joe Saunders, which are, I think, number three and four in the division for most people at 168 pounds because they're slick boxers and Ryder just, I mean, go back and watch the Jacobs fight. Again, you don't need much to offset the offense of John Ryder and a jab and movement, and both of those guys have that. Forget about it. Danny Jacobs, I'm cool with that. John Ryder versus Danny Jacobs too. That's what I'm clamoring for. No joke. Like for these guys, I really think that's what you need to do. There's controversy around the scoring. I think Danny Jacobs won. And if you're John Ryder, you know you did not win three out of those six first rounds. Come on now, son. David Lemieux, really? Ryder has no power. And say what you will about Lemieux, he can crack. So if Ryder wants to do his, I'm going to press you and get in your face, Lemieux would be happy to play that game. And the power would probably win out for Lemieux. And I don't think Ryder fares well in that type of fight either. Darrell, again, Darrell can box and move and you don't need much. A faded Danny Jacobs beat John Ryder. Needed help from the three blind mice, two of them. Darrell's able to box Ryder and win, at the very least, on the cards. Rosado, I mean, how do you think John Ryder would fare against Rosado when a lot of people think Rosado beat Jacobs and got robbed himself? I mean, maybe the odds against Rosado and Jacobs are the closest that you're going to get for the most competitive fight against John Ryder. Any of the other ones that we discuss, there is no way in hell that John Ryder is going to be in a competitive match and the odds are not going to be competitive whatsoever. They're just not because he is not on that level and he showed that against this fight with Danny Jacobs. Jacobs is so far gone that he struggled with John Ryder and John Ryder still needed help from the officials to win the fight. I mean... That is actually mind-blowing to me that Ryder is on such a low level that he couldn't legitimately beat a faded and shop-worn Danny Jacobs. In my opinion, you need Danny Jacobs versus John Ryder, number two. That's it for this episode of Fud Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fud Junkie out.